to another episode of Black Boy Joy Podcast. As usual, you've got me here, Kieran, joined by... Me, Ainsley. We should probably say, like, state for everyone where we are. Usually do that at the start. I forget, yeah. So I am in the sunny northeast of England. I'm in Newcastle, and Ainsley. I am in southwest London. Yes, like... It's a remote podcast, but we never we barely make any mention of it being remote, so people might think that we're like we're in the same place. I think so, yeah. I think it's because obviously we know where we are and we talk all the time anyway. I forget to say it during the podcast. Um, oh yeah, speaking of Southwest, how is your um, flat hunt going and where are you looking? Well, for the listeners, I am moving house. To be honest with you, it's like... So I was supposed to move in about mid-August. We've been looking for about two weeks and it's just long, to be honest with you. Like, I've been on spare <laughs> viewings. I've seen like a good 12, 13 places. Some places I actually quite like, but I feel mm-hmm. like we're holding out a bit too much. Like, there's always that that um, like that balance you need to hit between like going for mm-hmm. what you want and settling. Yeah. And I feel like we've been, at this moment, we're being a bit picky. I think, now that you say that, because to the listeners, I was toying with the idea of moving down soon, um, as as is always the case, and I was, I was thinking of joining Ainsley and another friend. But I I think did, if I, as long <laughs> yes. as this podcast goes on, we are never mentioning that ever again, this whole you move on the thing. <laughs> That is no, banned, wanted... that is struck, stricken from the, from the record. I just wanted to quickly say, though, that um, I'm actually glad, now that you've said how it's going, that I'm not joining you because I feel like I'd just be a hindrance more than anything. I wouldn't like any of the places. <laughs> after living up be here, Yeah, because after living up here for four years, um, like your money goes far. I live smack bam in the centre of Newcastle near the quayside, near all the clubs and pubs. And my rent, including bills, is under £500 for me in a, in a three-bed flat for, like, a prime location. Um, obviously not comparable. Obviously not. But I feel like when I eventually do move down, the the shift in, in what you get for your money, it's going to be... I'm already prepared for it, but even still, it's going to be a massive culture shock, I think. Just Well, mm. I guess for reference, I am in Streatham at Southwest London, to some people, they'll say it's the outskirts, but I actually quite like it. Like, I don't need to be, like, in like in and among the sick of it. Mm. I pay, what, £650 a month. That's just in rent. With bills, I'd say that's another maybe £150 on top of that. So, altogether, that's £800 a month. Yeah. I think I'm actually used to the prices here in London. So, compared to other people, they're actually not the worst. Um, I mm-hmm. live... Or well, it's going to be coming to an end. But I live with like a friend of mine who owns the flat, and I just like rent out a room from him. So I've got a pretty decent price out of it, and I've noticed that like that like on the market now, all the other properties that you can go for are mm-hmm. the size room or smaller for more money than I'm paying now. So I think it's been like a bit of a cult, like it's like, like a, a culture shift, kind of like I've got mm. a good idea of like what I can expect for my money now. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to struggle though. Well, even if it's a different city though, because even here, like living by myself pre-corona, when I could afford to, like moving into a flat share again, even though I know someone here, even though you get loads for your money still, like I've got a parking space and stuff and it's central. Even that was a massive, I was like, oh, like, you know, just what you can expect for similar money, just when it just plummets. But Yeah, well, you are like, Kevin, you are too stush. 
I swear. I'm not anymore. I there was a time. <laughs> there was a time when you moved into a two-bedroom place. I think you moved into a place on your own, and it must have been somewhere near Central. I wouldn't tell us how much it cost because you were paying more in rent there than we were paying in London. <laughs> because I know, I know, I know what the reaction would be, but I, I'm a home person. I like being at home. I feel like going out and stuff, but I, I just enjoy the space I'm living in, and I just want to get the most out of it. Um, and you know, you talk about the balancing act. I, I know there is one, but I struggle with it because what I like, like, you know, I need a decent sized kitchen. I need lots of lateral light, not too noisy from neighbors. The list just goes on and on and on. Um, when I was talking to you, I was like, oh, um, a gas hub is crucial. Cause I've lived in too many places where I can't do like, okay. I've, I've lived one place that had like a fancy induction hub. I was like, okay, I can live with that, but. The ceramic stuff, or the, the, when it have like the little metal heat, or electric heat, I can't cook with that, man. It's I'm, I'm not going back, Nainsley. I'm not going. Back. <laughs> I think that is a minor inconvenience. But of all the things, In... of all the properties that you could look at, uh, there's no way I'm going to say no to one because it's got it's got an induction heater. Like, I would prefer, I would prefer no, a, ga- I mean, a gas hub. But if you don't I... have one. No, I, I can live with induction. Induction's fine, but it's it's a ceramic one, like the really popular ones, which is like the plate of metal, and you have like five different settings on it. Mm-hmm. It just can't compare to fire, man. I tried to make risotto once on one of those. It was just <laughs> a manuscript, but it's just so much effort. When you think of a fire, you can just turn it down like little by little. These things, man, it's probably really mundane, but these things matter to me when I've been house hunting. But yeah, hopefully the, find somewhere soon. For the listeners <laughs> who can't see me, I'm rolling my eyes. Just so if you want to They're probably hearing your voice, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted to ask you about, Kevin. I don't, you know, one mm. thing about you is that, like, you are so secretive when it comes to, like, fucking dating, fucking anything, anything involving other people. It's like, uh-huh. you better trying to draw blood from a stone. <laughs> so, like, what is you going think? on? Of course it is. No, nothing's going on at the moment, like, not much. You ain't spoke to anyone. There's a bit of chat I've I've actually deleted the apps the last few days. I keep oh deleting them, God. then like downloading them 24 hours again. No, because it's just it's, there's no one to talk to. But let me think. I've seen Mom Guy recently for like a few weeks. I don't even know you can call it seeing like, but then nothing came up. You know when you get along with someone really well, but there's no kind of like sexual chemistry. Right. And I think we went on like four dates like all together which is a record for me like four dates and like nothing happened and it's it, like you know really good chat got along really well but if there was you knew something you were which was missing this guy why did you go on four dates with him i don't think i did know though you must have that sometimes or when i know everyone says oh if you have to ask then you're not attracted to them or like, you know if you have to ask you're not interested but i feel like when i look back on that on that it's easy to identify but when you're in the middle of it it's maybe not so much and I think that's a good thing because that's me trying to have an open mind and not, you know, be like after one day, nah, cut it off, not seeing you again. So when you got food, like progressively through these dates, but well, after the first date, were you like, oh, I'm not sure? And then, like, after dates two or three? It was actually like a, a rise and fall, actually, because I was enthusiastic after dates one and two, a little bit set back after date three, but optimistic. And then after date four, like, again, am- amicable. Got along really well. That's the talk well, about. But what, you said that there's no sexual chemistry. Mm, but then, like, exactly. his looks didn't change, did they? So, uh, what changed between 
date two and date four? I think when when you feel like the vibe you're getting is too friendshipy mm-hmm. and you can't see it going past that, it's a strange one. It's interesting though because the first person I've kind of like seen on the f- a few times in a very 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 long time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not even that long actually. I think it's just Corona. I think everybody just think it just kind of ground to a halt. But um, well, this is it was like, a weird. One. I was thinking so. This is a good question, mm-hmm. like a good uh, a good update. So obviously it has been Corona. <laughs> Um, the amount mm-hmm. of contact you can have with other people has been limited. I want to know, Kieran, have you been hooking up with anyone? Have you been um, breaking up the rules or not? Over the 18-month period? Yeah. So, let me think. Only a very, very small number of times in 2020. And then a few times in 2021 so far. So, like, what is the, I, like, I people... feel like I need a ballpark figure here. I'm talking between like 1 and 5. Five and ten. Between one and five. Between one and Between five. One and five. five. Five and ten. Oh my god. <laughs> five and ten is far too much. But you know, I, I don't do hookers no more though. I used to. Well, obviously I do. I still do, obviously, but occasionally. But I don't see the point now. There's, I don't enjoy it so much. I think guys are different, and I always feel like I'd well out in. Well, I can't say the gay community. I meant, or amongst different guys I speak to, because I get the impression from a lot of dudes it's a case of anything will do, and that's not really what I'm on. Mm-hmm. So I think before, back before when we were, obviously we've known each other for a long time, but when we didn't speak, like in other few years when I would have been at uni, you would have been at uni, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my whole days, basically. Like, I think you just go through the motions and like sometimes it's really good, sometimes it's absolutely shit, and then sometimes mediocre. Mm-hmm. But I think it balanced out when it came to random hookers with someone you hadn't, like, spoken to that much or built a connection with. I thought at the time I just kept thinking, oh, it was just, it's not really fulfilling, I thought. Um... I don't I feel think... like you may differ on this from well, conversations we've had in the past. With it. <laughs> I don't think that, like, random hookups, I think it's hard to... Like, someone that you've never met before, I think it's hard to yeah. have... It's hard to have, like, good sex with them because you don't know the person, you don't know what they're like, you don't know what they want. But exactly. But, like, of the times I've done it, like, the best, like, like the, the best time, like, the best experience I've had with that sort of thing... I've only been good, like, basically just by by fluke, just by, like, just complete chance that, you like, this person mm. happened to give me what I want at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to ask, or was it a case of it just it just happened? I didn't really have to ask, no. And I think, well, I think okay. with, like, if, you're, if you don't know the person, then I think you have to be, like, really confident about the things that you want from them when you're, when you're hooking up with them, because that's why it's going to be, like, a waste of time for everyone. Well, I think this is what happens, though, I think, or when there's just no chemistry. You can't tell much from, like, looking for it at a screen either. That's why I said, like, you know, back when I was younger, I, I kind of wasn't so fussy. But then as old, the older you get, everyone's different, obviously. But for me, I just kept thinking, the hookup was like, nah, I'd rather chat for a bit. Pardon me, then go on a date, then see see from there. Um, the only time now when I can't, well, when I'm thinking, oh, yeah, just get it over and done with this if, if, if i'm drunk or high or something because never pre-planned it would just be on the spot you're out and about or house party in my case during corona and you think oh fuck like you know mm-hmm. need to this needs this itch needs to be scratched mm-hmm. but in general like if i'm just sober at home in the daytime or something like i just the idea now of logging on and be like oh hi yeah do you want to come around and like do something like nah and i think to be fair even when i was younger i still didn't do it as much as other gay, gays did I wish we could get like a 
a massive survey across the whole gay community and just see like how often people engage in hookups just like literally throughout the entire pop- gay population but obviously that's never there happened. will be some it'll be interesting like, there to will see be, there will be surveys because like i sometimes that. think am i in the minority am i in the majority I, I don't know but i get the impression that most people aren't inclined to hookups but again i'm basing that on hook off hookup apps so people will download these apps to hook up so i guess it's not reflective of the community i kind of think that when it well like when it comes to like sex hooking up things like that i just rarely think you get like an honest answer of anyone and everyone like always wants to go on about like their sexual prowess how big their cock is how many people they mm-hmm. slept with how how good or uh, how good they give head and everything like that that's all you ever hear about on mm. twitter people um talk yeah. about yeah <laughs> Um, uh, he just reminded of a story then what story <laughs> just when you said how good they give head I think one time when was it I think it was 2019 and um, there was a dude on Grindr who was much older he wasn't attractive at all but I think on his profile it was all about him being like you know basically a, like highly accomplished cocksucker blah 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 yeah. talking about we can do this he can do that and I was I was bamboozled then and I was, I was like you know reeled into it it was Fucking trash head. Like, absolute trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> like... <laughs> so I've been talking for a few days, like here and there, like just very short conversations. And then I think it was like a weekday evening. It's back when I used to work nights. So I hadn't gone to work yeah. yet. Um, and this is when I was in one of my little stush apartments, living by myself. And it rang me into comms. So I went downstairs to open the door or whatever. And we didn't look like his pictures, but I wasn't really interested because obviously it was just like you know, it was just a, a suck me, whatever you want to call it. And it was just like this. Like, you know, we finished and everything, but I was just like, this is just so underwhelming. Like, you could have just left after 30 <laughs> seconds, really. But I think, I don't know what it is. I think you have to be, you know, you're talking about the confidence thing. I think you have to know what you want as well. Because I've gone through, like, shit hookups before just out of, I think, oh, we've started now, I might as well finish. But actually, and then it got to turn point, I was thinking, no, actually, if it's shit, like, you know, I should feel no way about leaving or telling the other person to leave. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point in going through it out of a courtesy thing? It's your body and, like, it's your actions. You can have control over it. But when I was younger, I kind of um, I just to go just go through with things, even if they were crap from the if start. I was like, you, kid. <laughs> just in Wales. If I was you, man, and I lived alone in the city. I would have been bossing it open. Uh, left, right, left. You got, you got a place that you can go. <laughs> What's in Wales? <laughs> <laughs> left, right, and then I'd be like, not not bust it over open literally because. As you know, I don't do that. Yeah. You're on top. But, um, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's a license to have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. Like, people who can, who can, can't have, d- have the power. They always have the power in the in situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I found really interesting, though, Ainsley? Like, weird is, when I've lived alone, it's been less busy than when I haven't had my own place, in general. Hmm. I don't know why that is. It's so weird. You'd think it's the other way around. Um, like, for example, when I lived at home, home in Birmingham, up until about... When did I live around? But in 2017. Even then, even though like, I lived with my parents, like, I always found someone who I could go to, like, um, accommodate. I think, obviously, when it was a case of we were in the same... Both me and the other person in the same um, situation, it would just be like a car oh, meet someone to drive somewhere quiet. <laughs> oh, the... oh, that went like, up for quite a while. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Hasn't everyone done that, though? <laughs> I haven't hooked up with someone... I've not even anyone in a car before. It's just, yeah, really. It's really live in London though. I guess I've less people drive. I've hooked up with someone in a car park. But... God, fucking hell. Yeah, I've hooked up with someone in a car park. Before. I mean, it's pretty yeah. much the same thing. Let's be honest. 
<laughs> and I've talked to someone in a park before. It wasn't like it wasn't a cruising thing though. Like I already knew the person, and uh-huh. like, it was one of those situations where like I've just got like I've gone for a walk with you. Um, but it uh-huh. didn't. It didn't. It didn't end up that way. <laughs> I think with the car things, it was just a question of pragmatism rather than like I didn't see it as being hoish or anything. But it's, it's when I lived at home, the other person lived at home. Um, it's usually fun though, I guess as well. Like you know, the whole nearly being caught thing, blah blah. Isn't blah. it just like <laughs> it just seems like it's really uncomfortable? I guess, but with the adrenaline going, you kind of just make it work and it just move seats around. <laughs> Like, like car meets like hooking up the joint seat. That just that just doesn't seem that just doesn't seem appealing to me. Like when you're having sex with someone, you want some space. Mm-hmm. I guess, but when when I think about it, like I can think of three like semi regulars in when I was back in Brom. One, the car meet that was just you know blow up me again. Like when this guy actually gave like literally excellent head. Like wow. <laughs> Um, so it was karmic because he lived mm-hmm. with his family as well. Um, so he didn't need too much space for that, to be fair. And then the other two guys I can think of, it only happened once in the car, and then afterwards we just get a hotel or something. Well, it was just because it just happened. It was like a spare moment thing, like it wasn't planned. Like there might have been dates or whatever, but I didn't actually plan to, you know, be going on wild in someone's on someone's back mm-hmm. seat. But um, it just kind of yeah. happened, I guess. If yeah, if I'm yeah. hooking up with someone, and we have to go to the hood of the car, man, and just do it there. Like in the back seat, is just too much. Well, outside the hood of the car, people can people can see. And if you're fucking in a, if you're like a fucking in a car, people can see anyway. I know, but like the hood, I never I never understood that. You watch like porn films and stuff where they just go outside and like, yeah. the bonnets. So um, I I've never quite understood. Why would you like if someone? It, it's when, like, bent over the hood of a car. That's, like, the perfect position to doggy someone mm. standing up, isn't it? I guess, but I just... I, I don't know. I always think, why outside? You just sit down. Um, or maybe it's just spacing, I guess. But it's, it's not something I've ever done, to be fair. Like, over the I mean, I haven't car. either, but if I was going to... If I was going to... If there's a car... Opportunity <laughs> presented itself. <laughs> yeah, like, this back, back seat fucking that doesn't sound like... doesn't sound like it's, that's it for me. I don't know. I quite like the contortions that have to be made. I think that's part not, of the I mean, experience. To be I fair, know. it would be more painful the bottom and the top, but I would have thought that would have just, just been painful. Like, a couple of minutes you can do, and then you, um, then you have to do a sweet chop position, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know how we got onto the subject. But anyway, but yeah. yeah, back onto the, onto the t- task at hand. I was, I was trying to grill you on, on, these, on these people. So you say you haven't been hooking up with anyone. So five times you said, well, five times at the most, zero to five times in in what in what space? Mm-hmm. In one. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Are we talking about occasions or are we talking about people? Hmm. Go occasions. There's not a massive difference between, to be fair, but occasions. Let me think. Probably about seven. Literally, perhaps since our pandemic. And I don't think that's weird either. Seven times in six months. I feel like you are doing the opposite of slut shaming. I'm not. If there's actually a phrase for it, I'm not slut shaming. Well, no, I'm the not. opposite of slut shaming. 
No, the opposite. If you, I don't know what I'd call it, but like the opposite, thinking, oh, you're not getting laid enough. But actually, or you're not I was about to say, I was about to say that that. That, um, <laughs> that I guess that means you've been following the rules for the most part. I mean, to be honest with you, like I'm saying that you've been following the rules when that what Matt Hancock, who set you, who set set, yeah. set set them same rules, couldn't follow them himself. So like, so what do I care? Like, um, you could have been holding yourself out and. I was, I was Corona compliance until about, about autumn, I'd say, autumn mm-hmm. 2020. It was the first six to eight months, maybe, where I was just like, um, I had like, I was meeting friends, but it was, it was always outside in the park, so I was going for walks and stuff. Um, I feel like as soon as it hit, it went a bit into 2021, but. Since it hit spring this year, I just haven't given mm-hmm. two shits, to be fair. Um, I've had one vaccine dose. Um, one of my flatmates has had it recently, actually. She was isolating for a while. Um, but I kind of just, I'm like, I don't know what will be, will be. I know that I'm not putting any vulnerable people at risk, because I just, anyone I hang around with is not the vulnerable category. And it's a fairly small circle, mm-hmm. I guess, like, for the most part. Apart from this occasion, like, big party. But um, I kind of don't care about I don't kind of because I think most of us are that now as well. Do yeah, I always try to think about like how I would be if I was in a relationship or if I was single, and I was just living here. Like, mm-hmm. would I stick to the rules, or would I just like I don't? I think I would. I don't think I would be like. I feel some people. Like, yeah, I think, well, really. Well, I when it comes to, to like, when it be. comes to like hooking up with people. I'd, I'd, I think I'd try to take the stick uh-huh. rules as much as possible because if you are, <laughs> I don't believe. It. I don't even believe. It. <laughs> some of the, some of the things you told me, I'm like, I don't believe that at all. What are you <laughs> talking <laughs> shit? <laughs> I'm not talking shit. I'm saying I'm I'm talking that I'm, I'm being truthful, honest, and truthful here. But bear in mind, so, like, when I first met my boyfriend, we literally met the day before lockdown. And we didn't hook up for, like, months because we couldn't go into any people's houses. To be fair, we did other things in... Was... I was going to say, was was that because you didn't hook up because you were taking things at a pace because it's someone you no, pretended like to be dating? No, like, we didn't or... have sex for. Because you didn't have anywhere to go. Because you didn't yeah, have anywhere like, to go. You couldn't have people in your... Like, at, at the time, like his his housemate mm. and mine, we were like, we like it was quite strict, and that was the time when like we didn't really have a handle on what coronavirus was. Everyone was a bit scared. People dying in their hundreds. Yeah, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Um, what the what lockdown yeah. one was like compared to now. Um, I, I forget actually. It was, it was like it didn't last for ages and ages, maybe three six months when it was you know obviously there's always people, always been people there have always been people breaking the rules, but, um, you know, when it was super strict and there's a feeling that, oh, this is really serious and you didn't, you didn't do anything, you felt mm-hmm. scared about going to the supermarket. So I forget that was actually a period yeah. of time. So what you're saying does and make sense. And then after that, uh, to be then we started having sex once we were allowed, in, once we were allowed inside each other's homes. But before that, I was, yeah, before that, I was as compliant mm-hmm. as I could be, basically, I think. So, uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. obviously, because if you're hooking up with someone, man, and you're going from like one like one mm-hmm. control space to another. You're spending close contact with someone you, d- you don't know that well. You're basically just coming a super spreader, aren't you? Mm-hmm. True, 
True to be fair, yeah. And like I've seen so much judgment online about like gays who like who were like still having their parties and shit, even when there was like a like a national pandemic on and people who were like openly talking about like having their hookups mm. when like everyone was supposed to be at home and I just didn't want to be contributing to any of that, so I don't yeah. think I would have I don't think I would have done. Yeah. It's such a weird one with lockdown restrictions and how it was how people some people posting on their stories and stuff or I just got the feeling that a lot of people I reckon the majority of people broke the rules in, in one time or another. So it's really hard to call out other people for doing this and doing that because I feel like so many people just didn't stick to them. You always get people saying, you know, I stuck to them faithfully, you know, I've got this relative, that relative is vulnerable, but I, I feel like the vast majority mm-hmm. of people have done something I don't something believe at some people point. when, the, I don't believe people that to, to like people, them. you know how many people cap, especially on, on social media case, on social, on social mm-hmm. media, so people go on like they're saying, like their mother Teresa, when they're out there doing the same old, same old whole shit everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. but they want to try and, try and seem like they're more virtuous than other people. Yep. Did I tell you when um <laughs> are we we've had like a few big like family Zoom chats. So my immediate family is like seven of us. Um and I was fairly strict in the first start of lockdown as as I said previously, but when was it? It was probably late twenty twenty, early twenty one, I can't remember, but we had a a big like group call and everyone was talking about how strict they were being and I I conversationally let slip that mm-hmm. I just didn't really care that much anymore. And I was like, you know, when you you know you really reveal some information, yeah. as soon as you say you're thinking, I shouldn't have said that because I was getting not grilled, but I could tell the the atmosphere mm-hmm. in the Zoom call just changed after that. I had like a, a a short exchange with one of my brothers as well, who disagreed with what I was saying, but I was like, I'm not going to bite. Um, and I'm a small fish in the family because I'm the youngest as well, so mm-hmm. I kept thinking, no. Let me just let that pass over. But then after that, I kept thinking, it's a case of picking a brain rules to keep it to yourself <laughs> because. There are a lot of people out there just went, like ready to tell you off, and my main thing has been that as long as I'm not putting else, as long as I'm not putting anybody else in danger, like I'd meet up with people and it's consensual. Everyone there is ready to take the risk. I made sure I wasn't putting people I live with at risk if I was ever doing it, mm-hmm. and I just accepted it. Well, there you go. So, one question for you, Keen. Obviously, like the apps, what Grinder, mm-hmm. Tinder. Hinge, which didn't, I'm, I'm not gonna even, even ask about yeah. Hinge, like I've given up on that. But, um, you, thank obviously, you. That, that is that <laughs> you might say primarily is an app that you use to meet people, to like hook up, to meet, whatever. But if you haven't been doing that, like, how, like, how has it changed? Have you been mm-hmm. making actual friends on there? Like, do you, do you do what, like, the fucking like cyber sex thing? Like, what do you do? How do you use it now? Would you not have done that? Chat mainly. Well, cyber sex, what's that? Is that yeah, kind is that of. like phone stuff? Yeah, like exchanging pictures, pictures. I don't get the phone stuff. Oh, right, okay, it has a name. I, I, don't know, I feel like that's what Snapchat's for. But um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, I definitely, I do chat to guys in there, definitely. And it's weird because I don't, I don't count how many people I've hooked up with it. It's not like it's been like no one at all, but mm-hmm. it's like here and there. It's like sporadic. Um, and I, I, I think to be honest, I do browse on them mostly because I think you'll know, like from whenever different places you've lived, like usually the around the people in your immediate vicinity, mm-hmm. about sixty percent mm-hmm. of them are the same faces most of the time. Um, 
So it's not really much to stimulate or, or excite you, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, it's just chats. I've met a few guys and just genuinely just gone for platonic walks when when it was lockdown was really bad. I had absolutely mm-hmm. nothing to do. I was like, I just want to go for a walk. And we live quite near the near the river as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like a nice walking route and stuff. And I've always said grind is what you make it. I don't get when people are like, oh, you're on a hookup app, you're on a hookup app. I was like, no. It's just a form of, um, maybe social media is a stretch, but it's just like being in a yeah. chat room, isn't it? Like, it's what you make it. Sometimes you might yeah. want to hook up, sometimes you just want to chat to someone. That's, well, I agree with that. It makes a nice, it makes a nice change from people just, you know, hitting you up and asking how big your dick is, or hitting you up with a hole pick, or hitting you up and assuming that you'd even mm-hmm. be interested in, mm-hmm. they even have a Facebook, um, so I think anyone who's grinding for any period of time, just you get disenfranchised yeah. very quickly on there. I try so, not yeah. to. Like I feel like it's it's fashionable for for gays to just completely complain about it the whole time. I mean, completely negative about it. And people are always completely negative about mm-hmm. grinding, but like as soon as they finish their interaction, that's the first thing, that's the first app people are checking. Is um is grind after that. <laughs> so I'm trying not to like I'm trying not to say what's already been said about it. But obviously, since um, like since I've been in a relationship, yeah. like my youth have been just been like virtually non-existent. Like I've been on it here or there. Like um, I did have a grinder page for the podcast to kind of like to advertise it to ask like some of the yeah uh, some of the guys mm-hmm. like anything you want to say. Well, yeah, just to, some yeah, research just and to stuff. get the word out there, just yeah. to hear from some of the guys. Which, um, to be fair, the uptake wasn't the wasn't the highest. Like I can imagine, if I had like a shirt that's photo on there, that will probably drive up some um, some interaction. Well, well, even with the respectable photos you put on there, you still well, got so, people yeah. <laughs> trying to hit you up for other things. I think that will always happen, though. That will always always happen. So, I think to ex- to explain to the listeners, Ainsley put um, it was like a Black Boy Joy grinder account. Ainsley posted these pictures and he well he told me about different people um, messaging the account being like you know rude and dirty and stuff and then he told me the pictures he put in the profile I was like oh this explains it because in the context of grinder it very much looked like you know a couple looking for a third that kind of energy so I from the pictures I was like you know <laughs> we know the fetishizing that goes on the app people must have seen it and thought cha-ching and think, oh, oh I'm right, get, you know, yeah. fucking spit roasted by two black guys I was like that's that's what you even despite despite the re- like the respectable bio that you put on there. Um, I looked at the picture. I was thinking, yeah, in grinder, like okay, this is right, so people were not looking. Let for me like so. I think I put about maybe four or five photos on grinder. The first one I started with was the logo, the one and the one that we used for the podcast. The second one was a superimposed photo. So there was one photo of Kieran, or one photo of me. I put them both together. And then I, each of those photos, so I the single one of you and a single one of me, I put there as well, so you can see, see both of us. So that is not suggestive, like, it wasn't as if, like, I put a photo of us, like, like, cuddling each other or something, or in, like, various states. So... Oh, wait a minute. You just, <laughs> you just reminded me, you had one photo, like, you were just posing, I guess some would say, harmlessly. But you, you had, like, a proper smile on That photo? On yeah, I remember face. the photo. That one was me. Do you remember it? You so you're wearing like a big woolly jumper, woolly jumper with your arms crossed. It's got like a very come hither kind of look on your eyes. I was like, that was that was the main one actually. It's true. 
I was like, it's like subtle but direct at the same time. So I, I, so, I, I like, know why people, why he got the reaction it did. Yeah. That felt I, don't, like, I, mean, I don't think he did anything wrong. I think but I, the most important yeah. thing you said is that I was in a woolly jumper. <laughs> and that photo was when I was doing, there was me and my girls and we were, and we were at Butler's <laughs> Brunch. So I would have been like a good like six, seven protocols deep. Yeah, and oh, the bully jumper. What are you talking about? Like, well, so what are you talking about? These are all the things you haven't considered. <laughs> that is. Actually, does scream that daddy. Like... Is wild. That is, it doesn't mean that. Anything like that of the, of the sort. It's not true. No, I'm laughing because it's You're laughing because it's true. Wild. It does, well, there's nothing daddy about it. I'm literally looking at a jumper now. There's nothing daddy about it. Oh, it looks like, you know, owner. comfortable <laughs> homeowner and all that. That's what it says to me. <laughs> but, yeah, so, well, what would happen with uh, most of the guys on that who did speak to me, like, did ask what I was looking for, and then I'd tell them that, like, it took a botanic, then they'd go away. The fetishizers, like, the, the what mm-hmm. I say, the open fetishizers, there were actually quite few and far between. Like, I remember there being, like, someone who... Just like the only thing he said is that he loves the black body, like obviously like middle-aged white man. Yeah, <laughs> the black body. <laughs> I don't what? know, man. I don't know. But well, I didn't respond. I, I, I obviously didn't respond to that. But um, and then there was someone who asked me <laughs> mm-hmm. when we didn't want to have sex with him. There was he asked me if I knew any other black guys in the area. Oh my god. This is why I get. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of interracial dating, but this is why I am, like, you know, immediately suspicious because I think it's a case of do you like me or is it you just like Mm -hmm. two boxes to tick, which is black and male, and everything else falls into place? For him to ask, you know, oh, it's not when you have a job, isn't it? Or can you recommend any friends with you instead? It it sounds like that, doesn't it? (laughs) But when they always say, do you know any other black men? So, yeah, so, like, it's just, like, they're not really interested in us. Not, it's not interested in mm-hmm. me. You just, like, you just want, you just want a black cock, in it. <laughs> exactly. But it's true, they've seen, like, this, this porn star, that porn star, who has, like, an 11-inch penis, <laughs> and I think, oh, yeah, they're all like that, kind of thing. <laughs> I've literally, there was one dude I was talking to up here, actually, this, this is someone over lockdown as well, we've never met up, but I blocked him eventually. But he was, um... It's like a few years younger. He, he had like a girlfriend and everything. So he was. Guy, um, yeah. He said he was straight, but experimenting. I was like, yeah, but like he was always like making these hints about he wants this to happen, that to happen. And I think we were talking conversation like near the, in the early days. And I said to him, "Oh, you buy then?" He goes, "No, I'm straight." I was thinking, "Well, the things you said you want to happen um, <laughs> would indicate otherwise." I was like, "Okay, whatever." I didn't argue with him. I was like, "I'm not even particularly interested in that." Um, but I blocked him eventually, but. At one point, he, was, he kept sending pictures saying, oh, this is what we need to do. And it was, yeah. um, do you know Raheem Shabazz, <laughs> the porn star? <laughs> he was sending me pics of him. I was like, I didn't say much. I was thinking, I hope you're not expecting a Raheem Shabazz performance because there's a reason he gets paid to have sex and I don't. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was like, mate, you're setting yourself up for when disappointment because of the things that man can do. I know, like, like, I know the effect that Raheem Shabazz has had in the gay community because you know the amount of gay, of white gays who have sent me either photos of yeah. him or like even been a couple of times where like, mm. I've, got, I've gone to a cop and like, people, are, mm. like, people have like had interracial gay porn on and they've had, and they've had him it is <laughs> I, I know it's yeah I, I know what you mean i've had i've just had some mm. really uncomfortable situations with people because of that 
and because of because of well, I'm not gonna blame Raheem because it's not his fault. Mm. But fucking like yeah, white gays who can't who can't can't control their fucking now. racial fetishes and want to leave them out on me. Like I've got some eleven inch penis that I'm gonna go impale you with. Yeah. Oh God, how have we gotten yeah, back to this? Exactly. I guess it's inevitable, man. Like no. if you start talking about grinder, it's inevitable that the um, racial fetish is gonna come <laughs> up again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that... well, it's true though, isn't it? Yeah. Go on. So I was going to ask you actually. Well, what I was it might be a subject change. You mentioned... so you've got something else that, to say. This, then. this is two subject changes. So, was, they mentioned this guy who claimed to be straight. I've actually mm-hmm. hooked up with someone who was very similar. He said um, mm-hmm. he was hetero flexible to me, which um, is the first red flag. Well, yeah. <laughs> definitely a thing though isn't God, it i should have definitely I a thing though when he said that to me i think there I was should have, like choose the block button well at the time i was just no one just digmatized <laughs> i think it's interesting you know what my reaction is going to be like to what, this, would reaction, but, um, what, what would your reaction be i don't know what it would be what i don't know um no oh. That wouldn't put that wouldn't put me off at all. Rather the opposite, but yeah. <laughs> I feel there's loads of guys like that though. Absolutely loads. Like um it's always like straight, 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 and then they start drinking and all of a sudden they're like feeling mm-hmm. up and flirting with you. That's happened so much, especially since I moved up here. And it throws you off because you're thinking like you like mm-hmm. literally nine times ten, I don't initiate anything, it's them. So I feel like for me to flirt back because you're you're only like this when you're drunk. Is like would that be me taking advantage? And I think in general, like even if it's someone you mm-hmm. might be tempted by, I'm thinking it's just it's just not going to end well. Like so, if it's a stranger, it's different. But if someone I know, I'm just I'll just back off because I've got a, a, I know a few people like that, and it's it's a bit confusing because it's not a case of yeah, oh just no, drunk and friendly. So, it's a yeah, case I, of oh I've, I've been, going in, on here? I've been but in situations like in that general, myself. But it's people you know actually yeah. it's very very uncomfortable, like very uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right, so a few current affairs things I wanted to mention. Oh, oh. Shikari Richardson, <laughs> so a young hopeful for the Olympics. She does like hundred meter sprint. Mm-hmm. Um you've probably seen her, she's quite glam, like you know, hair done, like long nails, everything. Super, super confident, which I love. Um but I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone's seen it that she failed a drug test recently. Mm-hmm. Because um, found, they found marijuana in the system. It was brought to more. The, the story was broken to me and brought to my attention by Ainsley and another friend. Um, they said, "Have you seen this?" And then instantly they were just like, "Oh, people are defending her because uh, it was they're saying it's only weed." And I was like, "Well, I agree with what they have said." <laughs> but my takeaway was in general that the case of she, yep, the rules are in place. It was right that she was disqualified. But when people were just calling her stupid and idiotic thinking she's thrown away like a massive opportunity, I just kept thinking, like, I don't think that's important and people need to back off because she's young. She's... We all did stupid things when we were 21 and 22. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a career-ending move that she's done. And I just want to see her do well and move on from here. And I just felt sorry for her. But I acknowledge it was silly what she did. But Yeah. I think so. There are, there are a few things, there are a few developments since that time that um, that that have, like, made me change my opinion, have, like, softened my opinion somewhat. But at the time, I was... I mean, obviously, I was not the type of person, especially to be slandering a black woman online or anything like that. But I was of the mind that, like, she's dumb, she's thrown away, like, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. She was the fastest woman that year, so she would have been an odds-on favourite to mm-hmm. win to um, to win 100 metres. 
to get gold, to get that sponsorship, to um to get all these opportunities for her in the future, that she does throw in the way by like mindlessly smoking weed when she knew uh, what the consequences would be if if she took it. And so, and I think one of the things that I was annoyed with is that like mm. with uh, a lot of the conversation online was kind of trying to like kind of like absolve her of any responsibility for like what had happened, as if she should just like just let her off anyway. It's not her fault. And like mm. uh, people bringing into like um, to like black women like being oppressed and stuff and being oppressed by systems. And to, to and I say that black women are definitely are oppressed by are oppressed mm-hmm. by system by our society by things like that. Um, I'm not trying to take away from any of that, but I think the point is that like you need to take some personal responsibility for your own actions. Um, weed is legal in in mm-hmm. a, a lot of states in in yeah. America. It's, it's legal in California. It's legal in Washington State. All over the place. So that is that is like a bad subterm. It might be outdated. Mm-hmm. It's probably something that that. Um, that can be put up for review but the fact is that she knew it was banned when she smoked it she knew what would happen to her if she got caught smoking it so the responsibility is all, mm. all hers and i was kind of pushing trying to like push back a bit on this idea that like basically yeah that she shouldn't have to take any responsibility for her actions because of it but since that time i was gonna say and i agree with that point actually because while i was i had no time for the ban and um the people trying to like just talk shit about her, I do see that you can't go full force the other way, the other end of it, and say that oh um, you know, mm-hmm. basically trying mm-hmm. to that she's a victim in all of this and that um she's being unfairly treated because that wasn't the case at all. And I actually, I love how like just mm-hmm. how arrogant she is and like she's unabashed about it. Actually, confidence I think I think it's the, the typical the typical um mm-hmm. point of view that if she was a douche, no one would care for half the things she says. Everyone's like, oh, why is she so cocky? She's very big-headed. Her attitude stings. I'm thinking, nah, yeah. I, I like that. It's nice to see it, like, especially a black woman being like that. And I think that's like, that was kind of why I was so mm-hmm. well was like, I personally was a bit disappointed. Yes. I mean, I, I, I don't know her. Like, my opinion doesn't mean anything. But like, as a fan of athletics, she was one of the people I was looking forward to seeing the most in the whole Olympics. So I was disappointed by that. But what I have liked is that like she's done, like since that mm-hmm. she's broken, she's done public appearances, She's taken full responsibility for it. She's like, I understand the rules. I knew that when I did it, it's my own fault. I'm disappointed. Everyone else is disappointed. And you can't really say, and you can't really say any more than that. She's like, cause like personal accountability is just such such a exactly. huge thing yeah. to me. The idea that like you can take responsibility for your own actions is that. And now, now I've actually done that. I like I can't really judge her. Like I mm. can't like any like any any consequences that she can take from this happening. She's already dealt with. So there's nothing more that I can say. And it's also it's very pertinent to add that she smoked the weed because she'd recently learned of the death of her of her mother. And so and like nobody can nobody can tell you that like, nobody can tell anyone how mm. to react how to cope. Exactly how to deal with anything when you get when you get news like that. So things like things could mm. we had like we wasn't heated actually, we didn't have a heated um WhatsApp but we had like a WhatsApp debate about it. And I was I guess coming down on her, but like my opinions have softened because I'll take I would take mm-hmm. these things into account. Exactly. Well said, well said. And then um what was it, there's Paris twenty twenty four and even before that. Yeah. Things like World Championships next year, apparently. I think she said on her Twitter. I'm mm. still rooting for my Gardena. Dina or Dina or Shelley, Absolutely. one of those two, and I'll be happy. Shelly-Ann. 
<laughs> yeah. Not all the other, not all the other most Jamaican name going. I know, yeah. <laughs> Great name. Great name. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'd be remiss about giving a couple of seconds to fucking Love Island as well. Right, so what are we on? Well, today is mm-hmm. so this is coming out on Thursday. This episode, but today is Tuesday, the sixth of July. So we can't be that far behind when this comes out. But not much has happened so far. Mm-hmm. I think I've watched three or four episodes. Um, it's not kicking up. I don't even. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be one of these people that says, "Oh, it's so boring. Nothing's happening" because it's only. It's just been over a week, and I think give it a bit of a chance, but. The criticisms I'm seeing online are that oh mm-hmm. no one's good looking enough. Well, sorry, most of them aren't good looking enough, and it's and it's boring. Um, so who's in there? Liberty. Who would you like to see? Oh, we've got we've got <laughs> Brummy in there. To be fair, Liberty. Some Birmingham <laughs> representation. Liberty. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what's so? It's funny because obviously I'm from Birmingham, and some sometimes people can hear it. I mm-hmm. think I think mm-hmm. it's obvious I'm I'm from there. Like not not super obvious, but you've got the twang or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But her accent, that's like the yeah. character when people do a Birmingham accent and they do it really badly <laughs> and they just go over the top. I I champion the Birmingham accent because I've only got it lightly, but given the whole, you know, say so don't judge people by their accent, mm-hmm. by their accent, I think because we're from Birmingham like, and we take no, so true. much shit from being it's from true. Birmingham, I feel like, well, why not take the piss of other people's accents? We get it from all directions. Like, how many people do you... You don't see many people saying they love a Birmingham accent. I'd say the most hated accents in the UK... See, people say Scouse, but Scouse is 50-50, because I get... I, oh, pardon me. I personally love a Scouse accent, and I, I feel mm-hmm. it's 50-50. You get people who absolutely love it, and then people who absolutely hate it. And when I think about... Though the Birmingham accent is consistently voted, like, one of the worst accents in the UK. And I remember, like, um, spoiler alert for anyone who watches Line of Duty, like, um, one of his supposed to be, like, the criminal mastermind, because it was, like, one of, those, one of those characters who was, like, hiding in plain sight and it made him, like, this really dopey Bromie with this, like, really strong Bromie accent try and make everyone, mm-hmm. like, fall him off the scent because he sounds, like, all dumb and dopey, like, he like, can't <laughs> cobble two pieces together. Yet he turns out to be this, this criminal mastermind. I only got through the first season of Line of Duty, but there were, um... It, t- it took me and my flatmate a while to work out who was... Was I where the place was supposed to be set? Because I was. It's filmed in Birmingham, but I don't think it's necessarily. Yeah, but I don't think it's okay. necessarily um, set in Birmingham. For sure, for sure, yeah. No, the accents all over the place. <laughs> but I love Birmingham accent. But yeah, the problem I haven't really got that mm-hmm. much to say about Love Island. Like, it's just it's on again. There isn't mm-hmm. much to say, really. Maybe we can do something if it, if it, if it becomes interesting. We can do something in a few weeks' time. But there've been, a, a, you know, you know, my, I have a proper love hate relationship with Love Island. But mm-hmm. there's been a past few seasons which yeah. have been much juicier, but only in places. Um, we might do, yeah. yeah. So, well, thanks everyone for yeah. another episode of Black Boy Joy Podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're available on all good streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You know the drill. Uh, follow Black Boy Joy Podcast on Instagram. That is, well, it is Black Boy Joy Podcast. On Twitter, we're Black Boy Joy Pod. That's B L K B O Y P O D. And I think that's pretty much most of the stream, uh, most of the social media that we do. Um, if you have any questions and comments, you can email us at blackboyjoypodcast at gmail dot com. 
Yep. So yeah, yeah, I've got football to watch. Italy versus Spain. So we won't meet Italy. I fucking hate Italy. I always have done as a, as a, well, as a football team, but I'd rather play Spain than them. I'm supporting Spain by default. So, go Spain. Well, yes. That's the draw week. Thanks for, thanks for the time, King. Coming up.